Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's all streaming now on Hulu. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A.com. The guy that's stopping by for conversation on the drink today is a Grammy-nominated artist, a gold and platinum-selling, chart-topping artist, international rap star, fearless performer, songwriter, and a father. Coming to the club today, the baby. How you doing, bro? Well, you played rugby. Yeah, I did. I never knew they had rugby teams in the South. They don't. They, 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 my school, it wasn't even an official team. It was like a club team, so to speak. So we ain't even really, we wasn't even named after our school. My team right. wasn't the same colors or whatever, but I definitely played rugby, though. That's a fun how fact. You, how did, not basketball, not football, rugby? Basketball, our basketball coach used to make you, uh, he made all the all the players. Shout out to Coach Rob, man. I ain't, look, if he see this, because I'm sure he's a fan of you. Um, but he used to make, I don't know why you used to do that, Coach Rob. He made kids cut their hair like they're in the military. What? And I had braids at the time. I'm like, nah, which my mom ended up making me cut anyway. <laughs> I, I got a little slick at the mouth one day. She said, as soon as you get home from school, you, you cutting that off. And she stood on it. I got home. She yeah, get in the car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I ended up cutting them anyway. But that's why I didn't move forward with that. I would go to tryouts every year and everything. Make the team. And then, you know, you come back once they make the cuts. But you day, already knew, baby. First day of practice, I'm not showing up. That's, when, that's when you got to have well, a Well, then why you keep going out? Well, you know For that man. I still like to play the game. And then football, I ain't even football. You know what I, and it's a damn shame. <laughs> Aside from the summers, right? Football, <laughs> football you know, you got to do, they they start practicing in the summer. That was that was a problem for me. Yeah. I'm like, you know, all right, cool. And uh, But then they also used to have to, and this is crazy, because I love to wear dress clothes now. When they used to have to dress up, right. okay, I didn't like that. I mean, I ain't wearing no suit and no tie to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I ain't get comfortable with that side of my swag until, right. until I was on. a grown-ass man. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you played, you, you you went out for the football team, you didn't like to dress it up. What position did you play? When I played, now, so, the, now, when I played, I played for the football team, right? And and this is my life. This really was the turning point of it. Really with me, and, and on hindsight, this right now, sitting here thinking about this, this when I, you know, I come to this realization. It's more about just... You know, I don't I don't know if I did good with discipline early on. Like, I think I would, you know, if I feel like discipline is being when I feel like ego is being incorporated in the discipline, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ain't compatible with that. You know what I'm saying? So if it's because I remember I was on the team, it was it was eighth grade. I was no, it was seventh grade because it was only two seventh graders that made the team. 
James Martin Middle School. Our team was the truth, too, undefeated, right? James Martin, two seventh graders made the team. It was me and one other, uh, one other, one other kid that made the team. Name was Dorian. The details in this to let you know it's a thousand percent facts. Name was Dorian. I ain't seen this in 20 years, 30 years. You know what I'm saying? It was me and Dorian. We made the team, two seventh graders. And I had a math teacher. She was bad too. She was fine. Name Miss Davis. She gonna see this. Man, you looking at the math teacher in the seventh grade? She was bad. Talk like Rihanna. She was from the islands and stuff. I remember like it was yesterday. A lot of people gonna see this, they gonna bounce like she was. Miss Davis was bad, but Miss Davis, I don't know why you did this. See, I could have been a professional athlete. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Uh, and and you know, the bell, I don't know how it was, you know what I mean? So I'm sure you, you know what I mean, you excelled, you know what I mean, in in, in sports your yeah. whole life. The bell will ring sooner for football players so they can break off before the school break out at the end right. of the day and get to practice. You know what I'm saying? Right. The bell run. They made the, the bell run for football players. They made an announcement for football. I get up. You know, I'm in her class for the last period. I get up and start. I do it. I'm supposed to pack up, go to football. And she not. Why are you packing up? I ain't tell you you could pack up. I'm like, you fit, this is this was supposed to go on. You know, man. Certain, I, you know, and let, let me not make this a let me not make this a thing. But I know, you know, certain teachers when people having a bad day, somebody can be having. It's sort of like that thing when the person in authority having a bad day, you know, and then they. You Take know, it out that power. Exactly. It's that type. But I'm I'm that type. I was that type of kid. Like, I'm going to ask you, like, why, like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on today? Like, you having a bad day? Like, why you? You feel me? Like, this is what I do every day. When right. it, this is what I'm supposed to do. You get what I'm saying? So what's different today? What's different today is how you feeling. You know what I mean? And she she called herself making an example out of my ass. Walked her fine ass to the coach, to the to the uh, out there with a foot. And, it, and she bad. I told you this. Not yeah. right. So the coach, he's sweet on her, of course. Ah. Like about him. <laughs> this nigga tell me, we had this hill. We had this, this infamous hill at our school, you know what I mean? In the back <laughs> by the football field. Yeah, you got to run 30 hills. What? You get, I say who? I say who? They ain't never see me again. They ain't never see me again. Never mind, exact words, who? Who? Never see me again. I'm cool on that. This is what you got to do with the, the play for the football, deal with people. Attitudes and ain't got nothing. Oh no, I'm straight. I said I'm cool. You know what I mean? Well, that was it. That was, was your already, end of your football. Career. I was already selling my little candy. I, I didn't been, you know, I've been. I, I got two cell phones. First of all, Miss <laughs> right. Davis, I got two cell phones. Eighth right. grade or not, I still ain't got nothing, right? right? But I, you know, I got something figured out to have two cell phones. I pay for in eighth grade, but you know, I ain't. If I got to do that in order to, you know what I'm saying, to do this, then it ain't, you know, it ain't the same thing to me no more. So, yeah, that was the end of it. Long right. story short. When you went through what you meant, went through, mm -hmm. 50 Cent was there. Mm -hmm. How did he help you deal with the adversity that you were going through? Because you were at the apex of your career. You're yep, talking sure. about 400,000, 400. Woo! Easy. I was throughout the play the schedule. 400 cool. bands a show? Calendar looked like it got tattoos on it. What? <laughs> Every day, book. Free day, you couldn't even book me for that year. This happened when July, I would book till January, and we wasn't taking no dates after then. It's like y'all got to hold on. We might be we we gonna be getting a million a show by that time. We right. ain't we ain't fooling with y'all. I call us in January. It was like that, but uh, uh, most importantly, man, the the the, the most important thing being uh. He wasn't he he wasn't ashamed of wrapping his arm around me. You get what I'm saying? Right. And not only that, like I feel like what hit home the most was him being a person who who didn't had controversial experiences throughout his career, mm -hmm. and and being able he's a person that was able to navigate through them. Yes. And get on the other end of it. That them them three factors alone was was enough to for a person like me. I, I only need one of them 
three factors that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm forever indebted to anybody to do for me in any way. Big or small, that's how I rock, you know what I'm saying? But nah, he a real solid dude, man. Really put his arm around me, really put any opportunity in front of me that he could put in front of me and didn't care about how it affected him. You get what I'm saying? Right. There's a lot of people that I didn't help, that I didn't been a major part of what they got going on. But because what I got going on right now could potentially affect what they got going on. Uh, right, right, uh, right. I, I didn't, I didn't. They turn, pick up the phone and call went, you, but they ain't doing it publicly. I done went from a liability, I mean, from an yeah. asset, from the biggest asset they done ever had to a liability. Yeah, I see completely different people. You get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That was never the case with him. And he stood nothing to gain. He stood nothing to gain. A lot of these is people that game from me directly. You get or have already game from me. He's never he stood nothing to gain. You know what I mean? The entire time, even to this day. You going through what you're going through, Kanye West bought you out. Him too. That's another he one. Lost too. 30 meat. Just Quit. like that. Quick. Kanye lost a, a billion. Mm-hmm. When you have conversation, what's those conversations like? Because he's going you went through what you mm -hmm. went through. He's going through what he went through. Yeah. So so what what's the conversation like? Damn, man. We, what helped up with fifty? With 50, oh, like the, how I lead up the conversation. Of yeah. course, with fifty is more the conversations. They more they was more uh, uh, strategic, more controlled. You know what I mean? I didn't did this before. My boy Kanye is war with him. He <laughs> my boy ready for war. <laughs> he don't get it. my boy Kanye. That's really him now. Right. He ain't putting on no. That, that ain't no facade. That's really him. With him right. it was more so like you know, like he he fed up with this with the right. way it go. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like he. You know, it 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 got him mad the way they doing. Right. You get what I'm saying? Same thing with 50 that too, but with Kanye, it's more like respond to it like this. With 50, it's more like more like, you know, it's more like we need this, you need this like this, this right. like that. It's like, you know what I mean? Then then you be good. You know what I'm saying? With Kanye, it's more like, nah, we be you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. He like war. He like and both, both of them my language. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm kind of like the hybrid between both of them. Right. Both of them different methods. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but definitely that's that's the difference in the conversation between the two. You dealt with a, some loss in your life. Your yeah, brother, absolutely. Your absolutely. Father. Mm -hmm. How did that impact you? How did that in, because you know you got three boys. You mentioned three boys. So that, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm assuming. And pardon me if, I, if my assumptions are off, that you were close with your brother. Absolutely. Because if three of y'all, you say your mom we working we a full-time job, part-time job. And so basically, y'all raising each other. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? How did the loss of your dad and your brother impact you? Man, tremendously. But at the same time, you know, and, and like I said, I've been working on my documentary lately, really finishing it, up, finishing it up. So I've been exploring these thoughts and doing a lot of self-reflection lately because a lot of these, you know, emotions and, and the trauma that come along with these experiences and these experiences, I didn't experience this at the height of my, when my father passed, it was two, three weeks after I dropped my debut project, uh, Baby on Baby, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And my first day of tour, that's when I find out he passed. I, I fly in to lay him to rest and fly out the same night, go right back on tour. You get what I'm saying? And and go on to uh, dedicate a, a album that was number one, a number one album, Kirk, dedicated to him. But I, I really, and this is something I didn't just notice while I self-reflect, I'm finishing up my documentary, but uh, I, I always suppress these emotions. You get what I'm saying? I suppress these feelings and distracted myself from them, you know what I mean? And from the healing process by just pouring, uh, putting that much more energy into my hustle. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And everything I had going on, but that's unhealthy. You know what I mean? That I end up becoming a, a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. You know what I mean? So you'll see a certain situation where I go from zero to a hundred. That's why well, I'm, st I'm still 
You know what I mean? But I've been here about my brother or right. my dad. You know what I mean? Like, so that's it's completely unhealthy to deal with it that way. But on hindsight, I'm just not realizing that's the way I went about dealing with these things. And even furthermore, I realize I've been doing that my whole life mm -hmm. since a kid. You know what I mean? A four-year-old ain't supposed to know how to suppress the way they feel right. in order to survive. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That ain't nothing for no kid. You know what I mean? My oldest daughter, six, I can't imagine her suppressing the way she feel in order to, feeling like she got to do that in order to survive. You get what I'm saying? Like, ain't no way. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no way. But when I think about it and I think about the fact that, you know, the, uh, the, our, our circumstances, our environment, you know, everything, ultimately, like, that's what that became. That became something so natural to me at such an early age and, and stuck with me all the way to, you know, me being a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Grown man with kids and just now, you know, having to get parked, you know what I'm saying? Like on top of the world in terms of, okay, where I'm at uh, uh, and from where I'm at compared to where I came from. Right. On top of the world. Right. right. But God having to pull that from pull that chair from up under me and park me, park my ass like, now nah, hold on, bro. You know, deal with what you got to deal with. Right. Heal. You get what I'm saying? And then move forward and then see how much, you know, how much further you can move forward once you didn't finally quit, you know what I mean, suppressing the way, because I'm better at it than others. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, I always knew how to do that. I got other family members, like, my brother is an example. Like, you know, he it took him overboard, you know what I'm saying? His his experiences, his trauma, what have you, it took him overboard the way he took his own life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? With me, you know, I, everybody ain't good at suppressing it and, and and you know, and, and got that hustle to where they hustle, keep them busy enough to stay distracted from it. Like, I really still got real deal people that I'm responsible you know, for 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 taking care of them. My brother had four kids. Like, I'm responsible. That's a responsibility of mine. That, you know what I mean? But who's to say that they able to suppress? And the last thing I want them to do is grow used to suppressing these right. emotions, knowing the, the possible negative outcome to that, you know what I mean, later mm -hmm. on in life. So, you know, it's like I got to be there. I can't. It's like I almost feel as if I, I don't got time to hang my head or what have you. Then I got this mission that I'm on. I was the number one artist in the world, top streaming artist in the world, uh, top streaming rap artist in the world when my brother committed suicide. You did know what I'm saying? Right. So I still got, you know, this responsibility to to continue to uh, to see this through, and and you know what I mean, see it through and and make sure it is what it is, and my people get what they supposed to get from it, and we all get what we supposed to get from it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, I, I I'm I'm the head, I'm the head of the family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's 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 almost like you know. It take real deal experiences and it take time to self-reflect and and, you know, and it take experiences like me, you know, going through what I done went through over the past couple of years career wise in order to hey, quit using this to run from what you got going on. I'm really running. I'm calling it suppressing it. One would call it strong, but I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, bro. You the strongest, but I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I really ain't strong. That's really a weakness. I'm really running from it. You know right. what I mean? Strength is, is, and this is all stuff I just not came to realization about. Strength is dealing with it head on, healing from it, and moving forward from it. That's a that's, that's a, a display of strength. You get what I'm saying? The running from overcoming it, suppressing it. You didn't think you could. You did what I'm saying? The running from it, suppressing it, you ain't really overcoming it. That's still something that's there. You running so from while it. I'm out here, you know what I mean? It look like, boy, he's strong. He doing this. He's still holding down. He's still provided. But boy, when them cameras go off on by myself, I'm, I'm messed up out here. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, I ain't got nothing to smile for when I get along by myself. JJ, and the guy that's stopping by for conversation and a drink, a drink today, is an 18 time, is an 18 year NBA vet. He's a champion of the 2009 Lakers. He's top 30 all time in steals. One of the original 3 and D guys, a UCLA alum, 
a part of the 2004 Pac-10 All-Freshman Team, 2003 Mr. California Basketball, California High School State Champion. He's L.A. through and through. Trevor Reason. Let's talk about the Clippers situation. Recently, they acquired James Harden. Mm -hmm. So now you pair James Harden with Russ, who's play, who Russ was playing extremely well, and he's been playing well since he got to the Clippers yeah. last year. You got Kawhi, you got PG. Do you think they needed James Harden? And what's going on? Why hasn't it been able to mesh so far? Uh, so in basketball or in team sports, as you know, chemistry is the biggest thing that you have to overcome. Right. James didn't go through training camp with them, mm -hmm. so he didn't get a chance to like to even get acclimated to what they're doing. Um, it's going to take a while for them to figure out what they're doing, period. You know, they've been going through injuries throughout their seasons were having PG and, and Kawhi already. So um, hopefully this year, somewhere 20 games, they'll get a chance to mesh together and figure it out. Does someone need to come off the bench? Can all four of those guys start? The th <laughs> um, no, nah, they can't really. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality of right. shit. It's not an all-star game. Right. You know? So uh, what they got to figure out is how, who, and what Who's going to have the ball? Right. Um, who's going to play a role? Right. Who's going to sacrifice? Right. And, you know. Well, how hard is it? Because James Harden's been an MVP. Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook has been an MVP. Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard is a two-time finals MVP. Mm -hmm. Paul George has been an all-NBA player. So you tried to bring all these personalities together. And like you said, Russ and James need the ball. Mm -hmm. Now, who's going to have the ball late in the ball game? Good thing I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's but that's the question that they have to figure out as a team. Like the for ten games, do I have the ball or does James have the ball? Right. For ten games, do Russ have the ball? Does right. Kawhi have the ball? Does PG have the ball? Like how do you figure that out? Right. That's that's kind of like, I guess, as a team, who's gonna impose their will? Right. Like, who's gonna be the the dominant player to be like, nah, let me see, because I'm gonna will us to this. But that don't seem like Kawhi's personality. Now I could be wrong, you've played against him, but when I look at him from a distance, he doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna call a team meeting and say, hey, this is what needs to effing happen. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem the guy that's gonna bring the, bring the huddle together and says, guys, look, we're gonna run this right here, you're gonna get me the ball right there, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go make, he doesn't strike me. I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm just looking at it from a distance. He doesn't strike me as that. That seems more like a rust mm -hmm. to say, okay, this is what we're going to do as opposed to anyone else. What do you, you know him. You played against him for decades. Mm -hmm. Who is like that? Let me see. Um, I would have to say Russ probably is more of like an alpha when I look at that group. But again, that might not necessarily be true. Um, knowing Kawhi, I know he's a he is a dog, like mm -hmm. in every aspect of the word. So um, they got to figure that shit. Out. I'm just happy. Happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're not on the team, having to try to figure it out along with him. Yeah, for sure. So when you heard Harden says, "I'm not a system player. I'm the system. I'm a system." Considering that you're not going to be the James Harden that was in Houston because you got three other All Stars with you. And you're not, I don't believe he's that same player because I think some of his athleticism has waned. And like you said, he didn't get a training camp, so he's not in the peak condition to be able to get by people. Kawhi ain't finna, let you, Kawhi ain't finna stand around and let you be a, the system. Mm -hmm. PG ain't gonna stand around and let you be the system. So how does James change his way of thinking 
in order to make this thing work? Uh, well, I think that's up to them to them players. If he's coming in with that mentality, it's up for them to change it. Okay. Like if if I'm going into a situation and I've been the guy like my whole career and my whole time. Right. Only way I'm changing it is somebody make me change it. Right. And if that's you know the stance he's going to take, it's up for that team to figure out how they're going to get him to come into whatever they're doing to to switch that up. If not, they're going to have a problem. You know what? You're the perfect person. That I got you here. You played with James Harden in Houston. Yeah. What's he like in the locker room? Because we hear these stories. Staying over late in a city, going to Vegas in off days. What's James Harden like? James, what I guess what people don't know is James will work his ass off. Like, after practice, he's running sprints. Uh, before practice, he's shooting. He's getting his treatment. He's lifting weights after games. Uh, what he doing in his personal life and his personal business, that's that's up to him. Like right. nobody should give a fuck about that. Straight. You cool with that. So you cool if he like off time he's <laughs> heading to Vegas or you know, cause you know, you see like, I mean, from the videos, now you like I said that social media gets you in trouble, but cause they put everything on social media. Right. He in the club, he popping bottles, he got them honeys around him. Is that conducive for winning a championship? Um because at the end of the day, for him, that's the only thing that's left to prove. He's done proven that he's one of the best players. He's a top 75 player. Where you want to rank him as far as two guards, obviously the two top spots belong to Jordan and Kobe. Yeah. So if you want to say he's better than Wade, a lot of people are going to fight you on that and say Wade is the third best because Wade got championships and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. But he's a top whatever you want to say. Only thing left is a championship. Mm -hmm. Can you win? Should he? Like, you know what, guys? I done got this party in. I'm going to be able to get that party in again. Let me go on and get this championship. Let me focus on this. I'm going to give up the strip club. I mean, I know that hard. Cause, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to give up some of the, like you said, you told your son, he's got to sacrifice. What's it worth to you? Yeah. Um, some people, I guess, some vices work for people, you know, and trying to change a player's game in the ninth inning, that's not going to help nobody. Right. Right. So... You know, however he decides to live his life, when if if it comes a time where he feels like he wants to make a change, that's on him. Right. And like everybody's going to have an opinion. So the idea for us as athletes, fuck everybody else's opinion right. on what I got to do. As long as I'm doing what I need to do and helping myself or helping my team doing the things that I've been doing. I can't really listen to what anybody else has to say. The peanut gallery is always going to be that. Right. How difficult is it for a player to change his off-court behavior when he's had success mm -hmm. doing it that way basically his entire career? It's going to be tough. <laughs> it's hard. As a you got to get humbled in a way. Right. You know, and a lot of the times when people uh, stumble across things that humble them, they start to look for ways to change and to fix things. What? I mean, he goes to Houston. He had individual success, and he had some great players. He had Chris Paul. Yeah. He had Dwight Howard. He had, okay, it didn't work there. Well, I want out. For whatever reason, I don't know the reason, but he wanted out. He goes to Brooklyn. He has KD. He has Kyrie. It doesn't work for whatever reason. I don't know the reasons. He goes to Philly. He has arguably this, I think Jokic is the best player in basketball, let alone big, I think he's the best player. He probably, he up, Jokic is one of the best, but I feel like right now, Anthony Edwards is the best player right now. Yeah. Anthony On Edwards. On his team? Anthony Edwards is a fucking dog. 
He's the best player. On the, you mean to tell me he's the best player on the, on, on the Timberwolves? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree I, with I that. I feel like he's the best player in the league right now. He's my favorite player in the league right now. Okay. How about that? Why? Why did it? Why did it work at those places for James? Think about what KD is a top is an All seventy five player. Chris Paul is an All seventy five player. I think I believe for me personally, I think Dwight Howard should have been on, on the seventy fifth anniversary team. I agree. Why didn't it work? I mean, it don't work for everybody all the time. A lot of people don't win, and the team that we had in Houston was a really good fucking team. Right. We just ran into the best team of the decade at the time. Right. You know, so you had them down three two trap. Yeah. And then one of the top 75 players, <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famers got hurt. Right. You know, and, you know, it, it, you, we, I don't know, shit on the money. <laughs> <laughs> there was a situation when, when Chris Paul and James Harden, they were in Houston, there was a timeout. And Chris was trying, I guess Chris was trying to tell him something and, and, and James Harden slapped his hand. You were in the, so what, what's going through your mind when you see that happen? <clears throat> What's going? Let me see. I got to think back to the play. When was that? Do you know? I was it in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So probably in a playoff situation. Um, Chris is a communicator through all things. Right. James isn't much of a communicator. Um, so I think with Chris being more of a communicator and James more of an art, I get it. You know, let's yeah. move on. I think. Um, in a situation like that, it's just two differences of, of opinions right. on how shit should go. How was your interactions with J- Daryl Morey? Daryl. Uh, Daryl is, I guess, a businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a bad dude. He's just, you know, he is a businessman, and he's going to do what's best for the business at all times. Because if you think about it, he gave James Harden the max, when I'm not so sure a lot of other teams would have been willing to give a sixth man the max and gave up, you know, gave up, you know, compensation to get him. I don't think he got the max when he when they when they got him. Well, he got the max for what he could get. Yeah. Yeah. And so now Darren Mars in Houston and he builds everything around James. James is cooking, wins MVP, yada, 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 going to All-Star. He's all NBA. He's making a name for himself. People like said he might be a better scorer than Jordan. He might be a better scorer, uh, scorer than Kobe. Um, he goes to, you know, Philly. You know, he's like, I want him in Philly and they bring him to Philly. What happened? How did it sour between <clears throat> Darren Murray and, and, and Harden? Uh, but that situation, you know, I don't never really speak on other people's situation like that. So I don't really know. But what I do know is getting the max, he earned that. Right. However many times he got it, he earned that. Right. Um, and I know for the time that he was the MVP or scoring all the points, he earned the league and those teams he played for a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And this is a business. Right. So and f- as far as like the business aspect, he checked that box off right. when it comes to doing what he needed to do. Um, us as competitors and athletes, the thing that he hasn't done is win a championship, but every great player don't win all the time. Right. So we got to kind of not really, I mean, we can judge him on that. Right. But is it really, really, really fair to judge an individual on if they going to win a championship if it's a team sport? Right. So my, my, my thing to you, as you start to get older, you realize that you have less time. Mm-hmm. Should he have gave, given money back to Philly? Fuck no. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hell? 
There's no such thing as giving money back. Right. No, because they're not. When they take it from us, when they find us, they don't give it back. Right. So, no. And see, I, and I think that might be the crooks because, you know, hey, if you take less money, we'll be able to get this player. But you taking money from a, mil- uh, 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 a millionaire, but a billionaire got it. Not even that. It's not his job to fix or work through the salary cap. It's the general manager and that franchise's job to figure out the best way to work and construct that team through through the salary cap. And if you decide to give a player the max, it's not his job to give money back. No, he ain't no money. Nah, fuck no. Let me ask you this. You've been a part of culture. We hear the term culture or the heat culture, the patriot way and this and the that. Being a part of a winning culture and a losing culture, what's the biggest difference? Habits, um, things that people are going to accept, your team holding you accountable, your teammates holding you accountable. That's number one. Mm -hmm. If your teammates don't hold you accountable, then, you know, you don't really, you're going to be a bad organization if you don't have no vets. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're going to be 
a shitty organization. So why are teams so willing to get rid of vets? Because I've heard a lot of people, not not just basketball, but in football also, the older guys that's trying to kind of showing the younger guys how and how not to do things. Mm-hmm. So why are teams and franchises so willing to move on from vets and have, oh, we got eight guys that's under the age of 20? Probably because they're cheaper. Okay. I mean, it's a business, right? At yeah. the end of the day, and your bottom line is what's important. Now, this is just my thought process. Okay. It, it, ain't, it might not be you know, what it is, but I would think that's, that's the reason. Whose responsibility is it to create that culture? Is it the star player? Is it the coach? Is it the general manager? Is it the franchise? Whose responsibility is that? I think the responsibility is the organization's led through the coach, through your vets. That's, I think, the pecking order it should be in. But I I definitely believe that the fact that there's not a lot of vets in the league anymore Mm -hmm. and throughout whatever, all sports, I think that kind of helps bad teams stay bad. Right. How disciplined, you know, you hear that. Now, I don't believe any successful, I don't believe you can be successful without discipline. Fact. Which requires you to do your very best when no one else is watching. So how hard is it to be disciplined, hold people accountable while still having fun? Uh, being able to put everything in the, in the right place, uh, compartmentalize, yes. they call it. Yeah. Um, understand there's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, when you uh, commit to something, that's first and foremost. Um, you're going to have fun doing what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, right. it's going to be fun. Yeah. So, Playing basketball should be fun because that's, that's what you wanted to do step, your entire life. Exactly. So <clears throat> everything else is extra. Club Shay Shay, the guy that's stopping by for conversation and a drink today is world-renowned. He's arguably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. He's been wrestling for over 50 years, the most decorated, celebrated world champion in sports entertainment history, a 16-time world champion, the only man to be a two-time WWE Hall of Fame inductee, an international icon, a limousine ride, jet flying, kid stealing, winning, son of a gun. Woo! That ain't your boy, Red Flair. <laughs> Give me your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Well, my Mount Rushmore... See, I, I, it's hard to do because I, I, I obviously love the old guys, right. guys, but in a, in a contemporary world, it's Undertaker, mm-hmm. Hogan, Austin, and uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Because Shawn is the greatest of all time. Really? Yes. Better than you? Yep. Yep. Not not talking, but right. in the ring, yeah. Right. I gotta, I'm gonna, I, gotta, I, can't, I can't. You got to give it I, up to I, him. I knew that the day I came home, and my little son... Said, can you go moonsault? I said, why? Why, 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 why? Shawn Michaels can. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like when you when your first match against Andre the Giant? What was that like when it they told was, okay, Rick? It was so ridiculous. Because <laughs> he's a mass, a uh, mountain of a yeah, man. He just took me over the head like, he said, boss, just have a relax. Normally I would say, I used to say the big show, right? Didn't be able to, Big Show tells that story. Can I use some of my graphic language? Sure, go ahead. That's I would if go. it's too bad, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll no, 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 I would go to Big Show, sell your balls and your eyes. That's all you need to do. Right. So I give him a ball shot. Right. Big Show dropped to his knees. He's my size now. Right. Boom, boom. I, I, mean, I can actually work with him. Right. But when he's standing up, not right. a chance, right? Yeah. If I blind him, he can turn, turn, turn out to blind me. When I poke him, blind eye, walk away from me, and anybody... 120-pound uh, defensive back, you right. would clip a guy. Right. You, go, you start to think of 
a logic. Right. Because no one's going to believe, not going to have a Tesla's drink with him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, and he's a great athlete. I mean, he played basketball at Wichita State. Right. Who, who was, who's bigger, Big Show or Andre? Andre. 540. He was that? Yeah. And com- they tell the stories of him drinking yeah. 102 uh, cans of beer. Six, I was with him. Downtowner in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Frank Von Wall drank 56. <clears throat> that was his original manager. I uh, I was re- looking, listening to his documentary, mm-hmm. and they and he was so massive, and he was going to have surgery, and they didn't really know how much anesthesia to give him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they said, well, he can drink. I think they said two fifths of vodka, and it's like, okay, and so they deduced two fifths of vodka. And still walk. I mean, for a man to be drink two fifths of vodka or 102 cans of beer and stand up and walk out of a bar, that's not that's not normal, Rick. No, well, he, he listen, he, a couple of times he fell down. Well, who got him up? Well, they didn't. You know what happened? They took, they took him to his room in Boston one time, and he fell down on top of Pedro Morales. Oh. In, in between, and he was caught between the bed, and Pedro couldn't get out from underneath him. He literally had, they fought like it had, you know, 500 pounds on top of you. Right. And all you can do is try to nudge the bed over. Right. He was. He, he just fall asleep. They just leave him in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> so how do, you, how do you like, okay, okay, Andre, uh, Rick's going to win tonight or this guy's going to win? Because nobody can really beat him if he didn't want to lose. No, exactly. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> so was he. Was and, he uh, and here's the thing. Harley used to suplex him. Yeah. And so I would say, you know, like this story, we were in Greensboro one time, and he, he was su- su- Harley suplexed him and slammed him, and I mean, Har- Harley stood him up. Yeah. And I go, I go to Harley. <laughs> Did you ask him? I mean, I, I was so, Harley had this unreal, not a weightlifter, but that body strength. Yeah, you know? Yes, yes. And um, he, I said, Did you ask Harley if you could do that? He's got a Marlboro by now. Ask him what? I said, uh, slam, suplex, kick out on two. <laughs> so he told him what was going to happen? <laughs> it was that. Nobody, nobody argued with Harley. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your favorite locker room moments? Oh, just the camaraderie. You know, you, you know a good locker room or a bad one, right? Yep. When you're winning, everybody's in a good mood. I don't know. I I just I don't know. My my thing is, I just want to be happy. I want right. I want to get along. It's hurt me financially mm-hmm. to, to to say that, but mm-hmm. rather than argue about it every night, right? Just beat me, right? Okay. If I gotta fight you for my pay, I mean, it takes all the fun away from doing it, right? If you're not having fun, you have. There have been days, I'm sure, when you go. I don't, I don't want to do this. Right. I don't want to fight with anyone. Right. I don't want to be part of it. Did, was it hard to be in a locker room or wrestle someone that you didn't like, or did you not, or did you get along with everybody? Oh, there are a couple of guys I didn't really get along with, it, but you don't, you don't, you just, you just internalize. You don't bring that to work, though. No, you can't. You just make yourself miserable. The move, so your move was the figure four. Yes. How did you come up with that move? I got that from Buddy too. Mm-hmm. That, well, actually, Jack Briscoe. Right. I did ask Jack if I could use it. Right. Um, Jack was great. Um, 
Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Jack and Jerry. But listen, Jack Briscoe, junior Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, right? Right. 31 and 0, 31 pins. No one scored a point on him. Wow. He was going to the Olympics and he got a girl pregnant. You know, back then, that yeah. took that took precedent. Yeah. yeah. You got you got a job. Yeah. <laughs> 31 and 0, no one took him down. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think about that. When I talk to Jerry, and Jerry's still tougher now. To this day, mm-hmm. I see Jerry quite a bit. How many different wrestlers do you think you've wrestled over your career? God, everybody. Not not the new guys now, but I haven't missed anybody. Yeah, because I remember you wrestling from, yeah, like you said, yeah, uh, Blackjack Mulligan, yeah. Hulk Hogan. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Andre the Giant, Bobo yeah. Brazil, Abdullah the Butcher, yeah. Dusty Rose, Wahoo, Wahoo, Mr. Wrestling number one, number two, two. two. yep, um, Baron Von Raschke, Baron so, Von Raschke, the, the great Baron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so how do you? How what difficult was it to go from good guy to heel back and forth? Because you're one of the few guys that could do it. Rick. Yeah, but I, I was a, I hated being a good guy. Did you? Yeah, because I, I don't have any. I don't have that. I don't drop kick, right? I mean, right. And I, all I got, all I really have is a, a good guy, is a, is a chop and a woo. Right. I mean, I, I, I still would rather be taking the bumps. I'm better. Right. You better. I'm that. much better at being a heel. I mean, I'm looking at you know Andre the Giant, Sting, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, the Giant, Kevin Nash, Undertaker, Stone mm-hmm. Cold, Big Show, Triple H, Booker T, The Rock, Roddy Piper. To Who's who? To name, to name a few. To name a few. And a lot of a lot of them, our younger generations, like I said, we yeah. go back and you yeah. talk about Abdul the Butcher, Bobo Brazil, yeah. Thunderbolt Patterson, yeah. uh, uh, the Junkyard Dog, yeah. all those guys. Tony Atlas. Yeah. That was a big, that was a, a, a oh, rival. Yeah. Tony, I broke him in the business. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, a state high school champion from Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So what what was your favorite? I've, ma- I've seen Tony close close grip, right? Right. Bench, bench press five oh five for eight reps. He was a he yeah, had unbelievable no, try, try, try set, I yeah. Really, yeah. Mr. World, I think he won. Yeah. Yeah. He um if I'm not mistaken, I think maybe a couple of years ago I saw him still wrestling. Tony, it, I don't know. Is is he is he your he's brought your age, isn't he? He's younger than me, younger. but I broke him in. Yeah. He's probably even in his sixties though. Late sixties? Yeah. Or mid, yeah. Yeah. So what was your favorite match to be a part of? If one match you says you you gonna remember that you you remember this match forever. Um, because they bring it up only every year. The the um, either the I Quit match I had with Terry Funk mm-hmm. in New York Clash Champions or the match with Steamboat or first night I met Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. in '89 called Chi Town Rumble, where I dropped the title of Steamboat. Right. So how do when you go into a match, how do they decide, like, okay, Rick, tonight you're gonna lose the belt. Okay, Rick, tonight you're gonna keep the belt. How did how do they come to that decision? Promoter just asks you and you do it. See, that's why I'm the when I'm 16 champion. I'm technically I've won the title 21 times. Right. You know, I told you about about New, when we were in New Zealand, right? Right. I'm wrestling Harley. Harley goes to me, let's <laughs> yeah, you, you, I wish you could have met him. <laughs> I guess he goes, let's do Ricard. Steve Ricard was a promoter. Right. A favor, and uh, you drop 
the title to me tonight. But that wasn't what was playing. No, no, but he did call it. <laughs> what, what am I going to say? I already raised. And, you, and, I, and you, you pick her back up tomorrow, and then we head back to the States. I said, well, when I'll get in trouble, he said, no, I don't know. Who's going to tell him here? I'll tell Ricard if he says a word. I'll come back and see him personally. <laughs> sure enough, they found out. So that's 16, 17. Right. Then I had the same thing in, in San, San Domingo with Jack Veneno. Right. The hot potato. We had a full-scale riot. He tried to give me the belt. I said, I don't want the belt. Keep it. <laughs> and, and then I, would, I had to go back and get it. Right. And then same thing in, in um, the islands were rough. Right. Trin Trinidad with Brody. Right. Brody was a big, tough guy. Boy. Your son's death. Yeah. She, 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 she actually fulfilled his dream. That's kind of our... You found him. Uh -huh. You found your son, correct? Yes. So, because... He was going to be the wrestler. He was going to follow in daddy's footsteps. He was going to take on the flair lineage and keep this thing going. How, how did that impact you, Rick? Killed me. <laughs> did you know he was dealing with these demons? He'd been on life support four other times. Oh, man. Four other times. You try to get him help. Stays clean for month, ten, ten, ten rehab centers. Nine or ten. I think it's ten. But if we were from Phoenix to Colorado, one time he lost complete, complete. Yeah. He, he used up his right leg. That's the right center of Colorado where he was mountain climbing in mm -hmm. a rehab facility. Mm -hmm. the, the last time before he died, his oxygen level you know, the thing to put in big right? Mm -hmm. Was at 42. The doctor called me and said, when I call the minister, when he wakes up, he'll be brain dead if he makes it. I said, yeah. and I went in the room and I went and told everybody. He woke up. Nothing wrong. The doctor looked at me. He's a, an Indian doctor, right? From mm -hmm. India. I mean, Indian. He goes, you just saw, you just saw a miracle. I, I've never seen that because your oxygen level just can't be that low. That low. For 24 hours. It can't be that low for five hours. Wow. And that's the guy's honest truth. So I was so upset with him because he wasn't drinking, but we found pills. I'm just glad I opened the door. I went and met my daughter and I said, I'm just gonna leave Reed home. And I went and opened the door. And, it's like the same thing, you know, I've seen them in purple and they come and shoot them with Narcon and the same cops, same fire crew, I mean, Charlotte's a small town. And they came and I walked out in the hall and the guy said, he said he didn't make it. I walked across the street to a bar, that's the truth. And I just drank for five years. You blamed yourself? Yep. Why? Because you don't think you were a father, you were more of a friend? Yes. What could you have done differently, Rick? I don't know.
I traveled the world with them. I took them to Japan and Europe. And I mean, we traveled together. I don't know. I don't know what it could have been different. Except, you know, that's one of the all these guys. So, so, it's so easy for these doctors to say, you got to let them bottom out, kick them to the curb. Right. right? And I just could not know. You could not. I could not know. Not, they died. I wasn't there. <laughs> because I kicked them out. Right. Then. <laughs> I can't imagine how someone would feel in that situation. Right. You know, you're not welcome here. You can't come home. You're kicked out. And the next day he's dead. Right. I don't know what's worse. You never turned your back on him? Never. I mean, but that has to make you feel good. You were fighting for it. You was fighting for him to the very end. Yeah. Well, you you find out that heroin is not, it's not an addiction to disease. Right. But he was doing so good, he just come back. He'd come back from Japan. I brought him back to take him to WrestleMania to watch Ashley debut. And uh, we were leaving. Wendy and I, and Wendy was with me. We were leaving, and I got them two gigs that, that weekend before WrestleMania mm -hmm. for fifteen hundred dollars a night to wrestle, make right. some money while I was here. And uh, that was it. How's your health? Great. I mean, I, you, you, your kidneys failed. You placed in a medically induced coma, and you told us earlier they had for six months. You didn't remember anything. Back, back, nothing. But no, you're but good. But you're good now. You're healthy as a horse. Yep. <laughs> so what's it like to be a grandfather? You got. You say yeah. you have grandkids now. Yeah. yeah, I only get to see the one a lot. The other, the other ones. Um, are in, in Minneapolis. My oldest granddaughter is fabulous. Yeah, she's in, she comes to visit and she's a uh, sophomore at, uh, at Alabama. Right. Of all places. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that's stopping by for a great conversation, he really doesn't need any introduction, but I'm going to give him some of his flowers right now. He's a multi-talented music producer, a world-renowned DJ, Grammy award-winning mega producer, multi-platinum recording artist, a music industry visionary, a global figure, pop sensation, bona fide hit maker, New York Times best-selling author. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a motivational speaker, a guru, a positively, a philanthropist. Now he's a golfer, actor, entrepreneur, record label executive, radio personality, Innovative influencer, the anthem king, the Quincy Jones of hip hop and RB, none other than DJ Khaled. Khaled! You turned the Grammys into the Holy Grail. Yes. You closed out the Grammys. My brother Jay Z did like an eight minute verse on there with Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, uh, Friday, and John Legend. When I made that record, not only was it sent from God, you know what I'm saying? To get hold to do that was such a blessing for him to do the song. And to perform it. He doesn't even do that for himself. No. I mean, you know this. this mm -hmm. I'm not making this up. Like, guys, like, I pinch myself and I pray and I think. I, I text Jay-Z out of, out of nowhere and just say thank you a hundred times a month. Just because I know this is, like, I, like when we was at backstage before we got on stage and we in the suits and I'm like, oh. You looking around. I'm like, looking around like, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see what's going on? So those blessings... I know my fans appreciate it, and that's what keeps me going. Right. 
My fans expect me to perform at the highest level right. and expect me to deliver. Right. Once I've delivered so many times so consistently throughout the years, yes. my fans, like right now, summertime, haven't dropped a record yet. Right. And they know I'm... You do. I, I am you, you, you do. No, I say it could be winter and I could turn it to summer. Right. That's what Calvin does. <laughs> That's what... So I'm about to drop some new music soon, but my fans, I, I, I hear them out there and I see them. They tell me, they're screaming, let's go golfing. They're also screaming, Cal, where's the anthem? Because I know you coming. I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? That, my fans is what keep me going. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as the music. When you did God Did. Yes. Did everybody come up with their own lyrics? Did Wayne do his own thing? Absolutely. Hole do his own thing? It was, you it was, just set the it, beat. Yeah, so God Did was my man Friday okay. sent me just the chords. Okay. And him singing God Did. Obviously, I already put in the universe, you know, if you follow me on social media, they don't believe in us. God did. Like, yeah, yes, so yes. he came and set me a thing with chords and he was singing the hook of God did. Okay. So I'm like, oh man, this, this is dope. So I, originally I was going to keep it as an interlude just like that with nothing. Then I started listening to it. I was like, nah, let's put, let's make this into a song. So I started, we put me, Street Runner, we put drums on there and, you know, I, you know, music and just turning into like a, with no vocals on it besides Friday, it's turning into like a masterpiece, a musical masterpiece. So now it's just the beat. Okay. And now we got drums on it. Right. Now we got you know, instruments on it with Friday's chords and with him singing on it. So I sent it to Ross. Uh-oh. Yeah, because you know, Ross is my 305 brother. And that's yeah, my, yeah. That's yeah. my brother. You know, we go way back. You know what I'm saying? I sent it to Ross. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Ross know if I send him something, he know call it up to something. Yeah. But also Ross will send it back that same day or that next morning. Like that. that? My, my whole career. You know, Ross has been in every single album of mine. Yes. Same with Wayne. Yes. So I sent it to Ross. I was in the Bahamas. He sent the verse back. And when he said, something, something put me with the sharks. God did. No, when he got into that yeah. mode, you know, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm losing my, no, right. I'm losing my mind. Right. Like I'm losing my mind. I'm running around. I'm just blowing speakers. So I hit Wayne. I hit Mac Maine. And I'm like, oh, man, Matt, man, I need Wayne. You know, Wayne is family to me. And um, he's like, send it through. So I sent it to him. Wayne sent it back the next morning. I get Wayne's verse. I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, you got, you got, yeah, so I, no, I, 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 I'm like, I'm like. I got something. Yeah, the man talking, he talking. He, so many bars on that. I'm like, wow. Right? I'm losing my mind. Hitting Wayne, hitting Ross. I'm so excited. So now. Uh-oh. I said, hold up, Kevin. <laughs> you can keep it like this, or and you can win big, or you could do what you do, Khaled. So I took a jet. I flew to New York. Uh oh. I found out Ho was in New York. You know, Ho's my brother's family. I told him I need to see him. I told him I just need five minutes of your time. Um, the blessing was I had a few hours of his time, but I asked for five. He gave me a few hours. I come see him. I said, I would love to play you my album. And I would love for you to pick my album cover. I had like three options of album covers, and I wanted him to pick it. I was happy with all three of them. And I was like, I want to play you my album. So the first song I played was Drake, No Secret. I set it off like that. He's like, ooh, that's crazy. And then it went into God Did. Uh-oh. So now, uh -oh, uh -oh. So while, while God Did is playing... I'm looking at him. <laughs> I ain't asked him to get on it yet, yeah, but I'm looking at him. Okay. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to tell him, like, and he's listening to it. So now you're hearing, and then the beat coming, and Ross coming, and he like, then Wayne coming, he like that. And then I purposely left an open verse oh, with just the beat. Yeah. So now the beat is playing, and I see him doing this. Look. And then I start hearing him, like, like rapping. So boom, when we turn the record off, he already had like four or five bars already out the head saying, already spitting some of the rhyme. So I was like, yo, I really need you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was being cool. So I continued to play the album. Right. And he's like, oh, this is not. He was just loving the album, loving the album. Then we went back to God then. Okay. He kept listening to that. So now we popping champagne. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, all I'm, you asked for was five minutes. Yeah, yeah, five Now we popping champagne. I'm standing in the room with a cigar. He lighting a cigar. He doing this. Like, you know, he ain't confirmed nothing yet. Yeah, okay. we just, it's just a vibe. Yeah, right? okay. So, boom. Make a long story short, on the, the on me, me leaving the room, he's like, yo, send me, um, God did. S send it to me. Like, I know what that means. Like, you know, like, send it to him. So I'm looking at Lenny S. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I got to be cool now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I got to show my excitement, yeah, but I still yeah, got to okay, be like, yeah, okay, yeah, we so get we sent it to him, and I never forget. He texts me and goes, "Yo, can I have a book studio." I think it was like 
book studio at uh, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock or something like that. I only got like an hour because I got to catch a helicopter to the Hamptons. So I'm thinking like book the studio. He going he gonna to do it, but he going to get to it. Like, right. you know, it yeah. might take it. You know, I don't know. Right. But I'm going to do it. I'm excited. He said book studio. That means something about to happen. So we book studio. He FaceTimes me. Now, remember, he said he got an hour and he got to catch the helicopter to go to the Hamptons. Right. You know, I don't know how that works over there. You right. jump in the helicopter, yeah, yeah, Hamptons. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. And I guess it cuts off. I don't know, right? <laughs> so he FaceTimes me and the song is playing in the background. He's rhyming. So I'm listening to him. He's smiling and I'm listening to it and I'm hearing him spit. I'm like, oh my God. But the problem is after a minute, it ended up being two minutes. And it'll be in three minutes. And it'll be in four minutes. And it'll be in like five minutes. I'm like looking at him. He's like, and I'm like, what? So I, 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 I forget me trying to hear this. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I just keep hearing his <laughs> voice for that long. Yeah. Like, I'm not expecting that. Right. So he says, I gotta go catch the helicopter. He's ex you know, like, like I did it for you. So Guru sends me the song. So now he sends it. I run in the studio. Now I'm putting a blend to it. And I'm losing my mind because there's so many quotables, so many bars. But not even just that, I felt like he told, because I'm a real Jay-Z fan. Yeah. I felt like he put his whole career of flows and 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 life in one verse. Right. You know, like the the book of whole, like, you know, yes. whole did. Cause you know, God did, and then when we was in, when we was when I played the record, we was I was like, yo, tell me what whole did. And I and he did. You know, so it was the biggest blessing in the world to get the song done. That was one thing. And it was, uh, it, it, the culture went nuts, right? But to be able to get the opportunity to perform it at the Grammys. Yeah, man. They shut it down. Right. But the thing is, for him to say yes was bigger for me than just the performance. Right. Right. Because I've never seen him really do that for himself. He did that maybe a long time ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, you know that thing, you don't want to abuse the love. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I know it's love, but it's like, some things is so great. Right. He felt what I felt. We had to do that for hip hop. Right. We had to do that. It's 50 year anniversary, but not even just that. We got to do that for hip hop. It's bigger than us. And we did that. Right. So he it. told you he had a minute. He ended up giving you eight minutes. <sighs> did you like... I got to put all this. I, I, I can't cut any of this. Oh, I, no. I got to put all this no. on here. Let me tell you, Wayne and Ross and Ho, those are my brothers for real. Not yes. My rap friends. Yeah. No, these are my brothers. Right. It's family. Like, we, like, I've known them so long, and, like, we really have real stories together, real moments together, and those are my brothers. They would, they never told me no. Right. It's just, it's, we, and I would never tell them no. Right. Um. But I've worked with artists, they might want to hear, especially when you got a hove on there. Yeah, yeah. They want they might want to go fix fix uh, theirs, because they only they might, but they know if it's Khaled, Khaled. You know, I don't like calling people saying my records to get on as a feature. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to tell somebody the other day, because I'm working on my new album, and I said, nah, my records ain't features. Uh uh, you get on a feature. My records are moments. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. these are anthems. These are these are they're gonna talk about this forever. Our records, when we work together, they play forever. They're timeless. They're moments. When we come together, that's a moment. So the when they found out that Hove was on is when they had to clear the record, meaning through their lawyers yes. or their management. Right. So I'm sure like, yo, Calvin got Hove on there. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm expecting like, yo, I want to hear some more stuff to it or this. 
Nah. And everybody was just excited about it. And the first time they heard it is when the world heard it. See, I work different, Shannon. I work wow. different. And some of the new artists that's working with me now, they're learning how I work because some of them don't understand that. Because I like to keep even the person that's on my record excited. Right. I, I don't like people taking my record after, after we record. They actually take it home. Right. I, I, I usually, like, if you do, it's because of the circumstances I had to work in your studio or something. Right. But when you work with me, I don't like to let nobody have a copy of my record. Right. But I don't want it to leak. Cut down leaks. And I want you to stay excited. Because if you listen to it every day, I might not come out for another six months. Right. I don't know. I work off of God. God tell me when to come. Right. So I do that for our protection and to keep us excited. So when the record do come out, you're excited as much as the fan is right. excited. Right. With your own work. Right. You know, I'm dip. Yo, Shannon. <laughs> there's people and there's Khaled. Yeah, like, okay, that what's up? like you know how you got the jacket. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know that jacket. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a jacket in the music world. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like this album I'm working on. I'm trying to the message that I'm going to put out there. And it's like you're getting like really exclusive because I haven't told nobody I was working on a new album yet. Right. But I am working on a new album. Wow. Some of the message I'm going to put out there is that we have to learn to appreciate each other. We have yeah, to appreciate each other as brothers yeah. and sisters. And because if it's gone, don't appreciate it then. Right, it's too late. Appreciate it when, when you got it. When you got it. You know what I'm saying? Because what we giving these people is not regular. Right. What you doing is not regular. It's not. Right. It's not. Like, there's a lot of people do what you're doing right now. They ain't doing what you're doing. They ain't coming with the yellow linen and, you know, the glasses like that with the talk. You know what I'm saying? With the pearly whites. They ain't doing it. Now I'm just telling you, we different. Yeah, right. And I just want people not to take nothing for granted because I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't take life for granted. I pray to God every day. I don't take my friends for granted. I don't take the music I've made for granted. I act like I just started today because I know it's special. You know what I'm saying? I know when I'm doing something special and I know when I see something special and I know when I hear something special. So I'm going to make sure that I love it and I treat it and I show my appreciation. And this ain't no bullshit. Excuse my language. This real life. This is who I am. And when I make this music, I go all out for the fans, not just the fans that go out, go out all out for the artists that's on my records. Right. So that's why I keep working so consistently with the biggest artists in the world, because they know how passionate and how much I love this. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I work with a Jay-Z or a Drake or a Lil Wayne or a Ross or a Lil Baby or a Future, I go all out, not just making it. I go all out to make sure the world can hear it. I go out there and campaign for us. I do everything. I'm not these other guys. I'm not. I'm sorry. Let me sorry, ask you this. Because I, I just, I just, you, you got you, me. You, I, we love it. We love the energy. But let me ask you this. I heard the story that Michael Jackson, what drove him to what he did is that he kept trying to make Thriller. Yeah, yeah. Thriller was once in a generation. Yeah, it was yeah. once in a historical event. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times historical events only happen once. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. make them historical. Yeah, 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 right. So how does DJ Khaled says, Okay, if I did 15 million, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't do 15 million on this one, it ain't as good. If it doesn't do diamond, if it yeah, doesn't do this, right, if it right, doesn't right, do right, that, right. how do you guard against that, Khaled? Well, you know, I you know, I never worry about the numbers. Um, what I care about is the impact. Oh, okay. You okay. know, say some records, it's what's so beautiful about music. Some records, um, the impact is so big that you get all the uh blessings in abundance. Right. From the numbers. Right. 
from the impact. And then some records is just impact in a different way where it comes from right here and then it just starts doing this. It just right. goes everywhere and then it just becomes massive. I care about the impact of it. Right. Um, that's what I do when I make music. Like, like I have, I, I tell the other day I was in a, with this artist and I said, yo, I don't make records that go pop. You know what I'm saying? My records, they just go pop because they the biggest. Like when you start trying to make a pop record, that means it's not like, it's like you're, you're making, we create over here. I'm going to be me and I'm going to make sure I'll be true to myself and true to my music. And you love it so much that it explodes where everybody love it. Even if you don't listen to hip hop, right. you love it. That's the type of records I try and put my energy to make. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they become anthems. You know what I'm saying? Even if you wasn't listening to, to our music, you heard it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's the blessed. I think, I think when you start worrying about going diamond is when you don't go diamond. Okay. I think you go in there. And you put your best effort and you uh, work so hard and you pray that it connects with the people. And then there's no limits after that. Right. But you have to work hard as an right. artist, too. You can't just think that you that cool. Not me. I don't do that. I work. I work. I'm, I work. As I sit here and listen to you, you don't say, well, I got Jay-Z. I mean, I got Hove. I got Babe. I got Lil One. I got Wheezy. I got Ross. I got Drake. Yeah. Oh, it's going to do this. No. You go in like, hey, I might have the best players, but we're going to put this thing, we got to put this time in. We got, I got to put the time in. And, and another thing, too, is it's not about getting the best players. It's about making the best record, the great record. Okay. A lot of people get, fit. might get a feature and get some. I know, I know a lot of records where they got some of the biggest artists. It doesn't mean it's the hit. doesn't mean it's goes. No. It's about making the great record. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Every time I'm in the studio with, with the greats, Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm this. Listen, I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even the greatest artists, I try my hardest to push more greatness out of them. The same way they would do it for me, right? Because when we're in the studio, I'm pushing so much greatness out of them, and they're doing the same thing to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's the blessing. And, and my goal is to continue to work. With Rihanna, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Drake, Lil Wayne, Lil Baby, Future, Charlotte, all the people I ever work with, the goal is to continue to work with right. them. Right. Because if you continue to work with them, that means you did a great job the right. last time you worked with them. Yes. Yes. That's, you yes. know what I'm saying? Right. So obviously we have a connection and I'm the fans love Shea. it. And the guy that's stopping by for conversation on the drink today is a three-time Grammy-nominated artist. The next time he's nominated, he's going to win. Yes, sir. A gold-selling artist, rapper, singer, songwriter, businessman, Corday. You are a member What's of the up? 2019 XXL freshman class. You got yes, Meg Thee Stallion. You got Blueface Gunner, uh, the baby Roddy Rich. Do you do you follow? Do you follow that? You follow your, your classmates? Um, yeah, to an extent for sure, because it's it's always like whenever we see each other, like right. it's just always like we graduated high school together. This right. type of feeling, you right. know, type of vibe. So right. whenever I see Meg. It's always love with her. She always emits super good energy. Always right. had, mm -hmm. even when she was going through, you know, that thing with Tori, like she always, I'll send her like a, you know, a voice note, you know, things right. of that nature. But like, she always was like good vibes, good energies. And every time I see him, it's always that, like last time I seen Meg in person was at the Met Gala, you right. know? So it's just like, hey, hey, what's up, man? Freshman class, we here. Right. You know, just talk about, you know, how proud they are with each other. Uh, well, Roddy, you know, we have the same A&R with Dallas. Shout out Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I knew Roddy a little bit before the XXL freshman right. class. So it was like, 
super fire and inspiring to see, okay, us meeting each other 2018. Then we both had a show together. And the next time we seen each other, it was Double XL Freshman. The next time we seen each other, it's at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. So it's always like just good to see people leveling up and see like how far they can take it or how far they took it and how far we gonna continue to take it. Right. So it's gonna be funny to see like even five years from now, 10 years from now to see where everybody is and how far they was able to take it and things they able to do for their family, their community, it's a blessing for sure. You mentioned that Meg went through what she went through with Tori. Yeah. Um, you reached out. I mean, what was your words of advice? I mean, obviously that's someone that you, that's a very dear friend to you and she's going through something. Yeah. And from what I could read, I don't know either, either of the parties, but it seemed yeah. like they didn't believe that like, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, why the hell is she gonna lie about somebody shot in the foot? I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's Meg. That's Meg. She don't need clout. Yeah. And I'm not trying to uh, I'm not going to over exaggerate it and say we like good friends. Right. You know, I'm not like best friends right, but, at but, all. But like it, I'm more so of a of a supporter, you right. know, and the fact again, we was on that double XL freshman class. Just whenever I see her, it's always good energy. Yeah. And so I was just like, man, you know, you God always prevails. Right. And it might not even have been about the Tory Lane situation. It might have been like her. She's been through a lot. Her right. losing her mother. Right. And things of that nature. But just just let just just sending good energy out. Right. There. That's it. Just sending good energy. It's a blessing for. How did you decide the record deal that was right for you? Um, at the time, man, it, I didn't really do too much deciding with my like initial deal. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't really uh, too much deciding that I had to do, if, if that makes sense. You right. get what I'm saying? But with the major label deal, um, just me sitting down with different partners. Um, Sylvia Rohn, she was amazing. Um, so again, with like that initial deal, it wasn't really too much deciding going on. Right. If that makes sense, right. you know, just like it is what you it is. You take what you can get. Exactly. To an extent, but whatever. That's a whole different story. Right. But with my major label deal, um, I think Atlantic, uh, Julie, Craig, Kaiser, Success, Dallas, all of them was um, just the energy that right. was in the room at the time. You know, it was just a lot of energy going on. And, and uh, they, they hustlers and they like grinding, you know, they like putting right. in that work. And so I just like to be in an environment to where, like, I'm a priority. I love to go because a lot of, even not just with a major label, you'll notice it with, like, an agent or yeah. a lawyer or a business manager. What they do, they name drop. Right. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we represent this person, this person. They think they're going to get you just because they got all these other big names. Right. But it's like, I'd rather go to where I am a priority, where right. I'm loved yeah. Yeah. versus you where I'm just an extra names. name on the roster right. for you to go to other clients and get them because you're using my name. So right. I'd rather go to where... I'm a priority and I'm I'm loved, you know. I read where you are. Is it true that you live with your manager as you as you are a millionaire? You done made millions yeah, and yeah. you living with your manager. Yeah, yeah, I was living with my manager. Yeah, yeah, man. Listen, dog, I was just <laughs> that was a uh, to to overextent, but but yeah, I, had, I definitely had a million dollars in my bank account. Was living there with my manager, sleeping on his couch. His girlfriend was pregnant at the time. I was going to the. How studio. did you live with yourself? <laughs> Hey, it was pretty good. <laughs> Looking at that bank account, I was like, "Hey, they know me tonight, y'all. Right. They know me. They know me tonight, y'all." But um, I did the same thing. I lived with my grandmother. I lived in, my, in the back in the house that my brother and I got for my grandmother, and yeah. I was a million. Had a Ferrari parked outside of. But I woke up. I was like, "Man, I'm still living in my grandma. I'm still yeah, living my in my back grandma." Was hurting. One day I woke up. My bad to cut you off. Yeah. I woke up. That couch wasn't hitting like it was supposed to. I'm like, "Let yeah, me go I get my own spread. Let me get a spot real quick." <laughs> And then I was still figuring out if I even wanted to get a spot in that right. area, you know. So it was, it was. Shout out to him. What's what's been your, since you you you've made some money. What's been your favorite? What's the favorite? What's your favorite purchase? Hmm. Probably buying real estate. Um, buying my mom a car. 
um, taking care of family, you right. know, just like, and not all, like taking care, taking care, because I don't want to make it seem like my whole family just like, here, Cordae, what right. you going to do for me? Right. But just like being able to be a blessing to others, you right. know, like truly like that, what really fills me like being able to be like, oh, we can do this. How do you know not how many blessings to hand out? Because sometimes, you know, you can, they can, they can yeah. thank you a God like figure and just like the blessings are unlimited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I treated, I got great advice from J. Cole from that. Treated like credit. You know what I'm saying? Just like, okay, you don't borrow from the bank. If you ain't pay off your loan or whatever the case you may be, no uh, you, you, six, you in the 500s now. But then also just not, and not only blessings that we're able to present are just money. A lot of the times, the biggest blessing we're able to present is opportunity. Correct. Get let you get your foot in the door due to this because right. of I done kicked the door down for right. us. Right. So learning to plant those type of seeds in fertile ground versus planting seeds in infertile ground where you just keep having to plant it, keep pouring your water what? in it, but nothing's coming out right. of it. And so just investing in people that's going to make the most out of the opportunity versus people that's like entitled and just going to do like the absolute bare minimum versus people like, yo, because I feel like uh, gratitude is just so important, man. Like even when somebody take care of my thing, I'm like, man, I appreciate you. I'm starting to learn, not even learn, but just show gratitude at the highest level. Like I've always had gratitude, never had. You know, again, we raised in the South. We say please and thank you thank for you. everything. Yes, always sir, have no gratitude. Sir. Yes, ma'am. No, But ma now I'm appreciative for just this tiny man the fact i done had a daggone escalade had to come and pick me up from the house to bring me here right that's a blessing right. you get what i'm saying so being appreciative of what we almost consider small things but are so huge so just having people around that's one grateful for the opportunity right. gratitude you don't gotta get down on your hands and knees every day now nah, but just sometimes you show appreciation with your actions as right. well so that's one thing i'm really learning is learning how to plant seeds right. in other people and give them opportunities for fertile ground because that's worth a lot more than just sending you a wire right. <laughs> you know have you had any purchases that you regret like damn why did i buy that that was mm. so unnecessary i bought a house in atlanta Oh, well, you're good, girl. You're good. Yeah, yeah. And I know long term it's going to be good. But, right. man, I I had a car out there, too. I had a house and a car. And, and you know, thankfully, you I, I'm super blessed. Like, I, I own houses in different states. Some mm -hmm. for rental properties and some just for whenever I go back home. Right. I got somewhere to stay. So right. I bought something in Atlanta, a crib in Atlanta, a nice crib, too. Super nice crib. Had a car that was just out there. But I am never in Atlanta as much as I thought I was going to be. And so I just shipped my car actually back in D.C. to where I, I, I'm out there a lot. You're out there more. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting on this car, you know, but um, it's a blessing. though. I won't even look at it as a bad purchase because it's still real estate. I can always sell it. I can always do whatever. It's, right. Whenever I got family in town, my mom don't live too far from Atlanta. She go, just stay there, et cetera. So I won't even call that a bad purchase. Um, you ain't buy no jewelry, no watch, no car. No, to be honest, I haven't been like suit like, you know, this is Patek Philippe, baby. I can always get my bread back. You yeah. know what I'm saying for right. this. Now this is a gift actually, but um, I don't really think I've spent like too much outlandish stuff. Cause even on clothes, like you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you do good, you do good. They pay good, and then also that's a business expense. It's right. a write off. Um, I can't really think about bad money because it's even if I spent like, say you go to the strip club one night, you drop. It, it would never be a, a outlandish ass price. You right. know, when you go to the club or you go like the casino, I'm gonna drop $500 maximum. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go to the club, I've never spent a dollar at the strip club. What you paying, a dollar slot? You're gonna be paying penny slot. No, no, no. I'll be playing uh, the roulette tables. Oh. 
$25 minimums. I'm going, I ain't dropping too much on, listen, I'll, I'll bet on myself. Right. Like, I'll, like, even on certain music videos, like, a label will be like, okay, based on our projections, the amount of views we think this video is going to do, we're going to give you $75,000 for this budget. But the creative plan that I have, the video costs $200,000, and so I'll spend out of my own pocket the difference in that, 120 Gs on a video, but... I look at that as investing right. within my brand, within my career, within how I'm presented, my visuals. Want to give the fans a great video. So honestly, man, I'm not going to lie. I haven't made like too much like really dumb purchases. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.